is the first episode of the Flintstone Football Podcast. Uh, I'm Ricky Stone. That is my co-host, Nate Flint. And we're incredibly excited uh, and pumped to bring this to you. Um, we've been talking about doing this for a while. Obviously, we're huge football fans. As you can tell, we are pretty big Bears fans as well. Though, we will try not to have some bias in, in what we talk about as much um, on the NFL scale. But we worked really hard to bring this together. Um and we're really excited to bring this to you guys. So obviously, if you like it, give us feedback. If you think we should tweak things, we're, we're totally open to just making this a community and having you guys reach out and interact with us. And we really want to hear your guys' input on any form of social media. But anyway, uh, let's get going. Let's look at the 2019 season for the Chicago Bears. That's where this podcast is going to primarily sit is around the Chicago Bears. We are going to talk about the NFL as a whole, um, big events. Obviously, we have the draft and free agency and kind of all of that coming up. But uh, the the specific focus is going to be on the Chicago Bears. So, uh, Nate, 2019, obviously recapping 2018. Pretty good season. Pretty good. Um, I think we're all pretty happy with it. Yeah. Uh, not the ending that we want. Well, but, I mean. You know, that's okay. I'm if, gonna go on the on the if you, good morning. If someone told you at the beginning of the year last year that you're gonna make the playoffs, but you're gonna lose right. in the round, I think we all would have taken it anyways. T- taken it all day long. Uh, I would have taken just getting beat normally instead of a double <laughs> doink at the end. But you know what? But uh, was we, there a better storybook ending to well, actually, Cody Parkey's career as a Chicago Bear? No, and I will stand on my grave that the throw to Allen Robinson with a man in his face on a out route where he throws a back shoulder fade in between cover two was the best throw of the year in the biggest moment of his career. He played lights out. He was the best player on the field second half. So for my 2019 outlook, which leads us straight into quarterbacks, uh, that gives me a good feeling going forward. Obviously with quarterbacks, not a whole lot of change. I think they uh, do an extension on Chase Daniels to save some cap. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all you can really say. Extend him, save some cap. That's Nothing He's a mentor. Really. He knows the offense. That's Nagy's guy. He was brought in for a reason. And honestly, uh, people are weird about the Giants game. He's a backup quarterback. I think he did good enough. I don't think we should hope that uh, he's going to be on the field much anyway. Oh, but how they forget good. about the Lions game. Yeah, I mean, he did He did fine. There's give and take. He's a backup yeah. quarterback. One and one is as good as you can expect. He definitely highlights um, how important Trubisky's athleticism is to Nagy's offense. Um, Not being as mobile or as elusive in the pocket and that half a second added on each throw, uh, it seemed like he was under pressure a lot more. Mm -hmm. But anyway, running backs. Well, I think Nick, before we go to running backs, I think Nick Foles is the reason why people kind of, we need to have a Nick Foles. No one has a Nick Foles as a backup quarterback. No No. backup quarterback is going to come in. And win you a Super Bowl, unless it's Earl Morale of the yeah. Colts from back in the day. Who I can I can think of of Tom Brady replacing Drew Bledsoe and Kurt Warner replacing uh, shit whoever was their quarterback. Trent, uh, Trent Dilfer. No. What? I'm drunk. Uh, Trent Edwards. I think that's wrong too. We're gonna stop there. Whoever he replaced uh, in in St. Louis at the time. Um, it's not but Trent yeah. Edwards. Also, the it's Eagles Trent don't have Nick Foles as a as a backup quarterback. I, it, it, what are the Jags going to do to obtain him? They're going to go him? to the playoffs. How are they going to obtain him? They have like $2 million of cap space. 
you can figure it out. I think they're going to. Well, they have uh, to. And I think they're going to go to the playoffs with him. Anyway. Anyway, running backs. Yeah. Um, I think we're all in agreement. Cut to Quan Mizell. We well, might. I don't know if the coaching staff is, because apparently he gets playing time. Yeah. I, I stand that he must kill it in practice. He's Mark Tressman's favorite player. <laughs> okay, fair I, enough. He's really good in practice. Yeah. Um, not on the field. Yeah. No. I mean, part of me to, I guess, to be an apologist to the coaching staff and and, uh, and the GM, Ryan Pace, I wonder if they see him as like like a quoted Ryan Pace, like an ascending player where maybe he just wasn't putting it together in game day situations but looks great in practice. So I, if they bring him back, I guess I, I'll reserve judgment to see improvement, but I'm going to expect a lot because he looked like dog shit. If my biggest issue in 2019 is if, Taquan Mizell gets cut or not, I'll be happy. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's some marketed improvement from the last, you know, what, eight years? Oh, yeah. I was just talking to my buddy who's a Packers fan. He's like, I wonder if they're going to be bad or if they'll make everyone shut up. I'm like, dude, that's my last six years. I mean, that's, yeah. I st- I'm, you know what's funny? PTSD is a Bears fan. I'm still like, shit, are we going to When is it going to happen? Right, you know what I mean? When uh, is it going to happen? Right. Um, you have some big thoughts about running back this offseason. I do, and I'm about to make some people mad, and it's going to have to be how it is. But I think they should trade Jordan Howard. I mean, there's the rumors that they were shopping him. There was another thing out there that I read today. I think it was Daniel Greenberg tweeted out um, that before the trade deadline, someone offered a third-round pick, and we said no because we wanted to keep him for the playoffs. That's so, interesting. I actually have not heard that. Yeah, I just read it before started. we started. And um, I would have taken a third-round pick last I year. would have taken a third-round pick as well. With how the season looked overall. He did turn it up at the end of the year. Uh, and I know we're going to have some people say, you know, Reddit, Shy Bears is going to be hot. They're going to be like, he turned it up because he switched to his own run- blocking scheme. It's and- going to be on and popping. Right, and it's. I definitely think um, there's both sides to that story. If you watch weeks one through ten, Howard was not hitting holes hard. He wasn't. Hitting he was not hitting hard. holes at all. He <laughs> was like, remember that picture? Running. Remember that picture of Trent Richardson where there's a giant right. hole and he's running at the pile? That, that was, was Howard, Howard for a little yeah. bit. He wasn't running with conviction. At all. Um, and don't get us wrong. We've been Jordan Howard fans Jordan. ever since he got here. It's yeah, just. I was hyped for him when he came out of the draft. I thought he was a great pick. But, um, I mean, shit, even when he did hit the hole, Jordan Howard's getting arm tackled by cornerbacks. Like, yeah. when did that happen in the last two years? And I don't know if there was an injury thing going on or if he just didn't know the playbook and there was some hesitation. But that's always stretch, possible. But I, I think if you have a good value offer there, and especially not having the top the first two rounds in the draft for picks this year, Ryan Pace has five picks. He strikes fucking gold between rounds three and six, man. Uh, so I think if you can get a couple picks for someone like for a Howard mid to late round, um, you have to really have his replacement there on the board, I think, or something along those lines. But it's definitely in the realm of possibility. And honestly, in pace, I trust, man. Like, this roster turnover in the last few years has been remarkable. 
Um, we're going to give him shit for missing on Kevin White. I, You know, it's hard to anticipate injury issues. Fun fact of the day. Kevin White is older than Allen Robinson. Isn't that wild? That's nuts. Wild. He's also, like, like aren't they, him and Anthony Miller are, like, damn near the same age, aren't they? Yeah, somewhere around there. People That's forget crazy. that Allen Robinson is only 25. That Which dude's got a, a good, lot of career left. That's a good segue into the wide receivers for 2019. Yeah, but I'm not um, done with running backs. Not okay. even close. All right, do it. Because um, I got potential pickups for Mizell. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, let's hear them. I think Ty Montgomery is actually my favorite to replace Mizell. Unless, okay. unless we pulled off like a late-round pick for Duke Johnson Jr., um, I Man, thought the nice. I thought the Browns released him, but I guess they didn't. But, nice. <laughs> but uh, he would be really nice to have as that option. But Ty Montgomery, I mean, former wide receiver, he would be really good. And for what they want Mizell to do, and he sure. can run the ball. He's someone yep. that can maximize the options. Yep. Also, Spencer Ware, I feel like is going to get picked up. It's it's one of those things that I feel like everyone's expecting it. Like when Danny Trevathan got or didn't get picked back up by the Broncos, everyone yeah. knew he was coming to the Bears. And it's that, it's that Nagy connection. Again, yep. Nagy, and understandably, because when, when Matt Nagy, so for the Bears fans who aren't watching every press conference or, like, scouring Reddit and Twitter, uh, when Nagy talks about his offense, he's always talked about it in, like, a five-year, like, scope, a five-year plan. Um, partially, I think, to, like, pump the brakes on Trubisky's development and say, hey, look, this offense is very complicated and it's going to take three to five years to get the nuances, which is why they brought in Chase Daniel because he has that experience and feels very comfortable with it. But um, Spencer Ware knows that offense. So that's huge, man. Especially because we're not talking about bell cow status. We're talking about, you know, a third string back who's going to come in. They might have special packages for him because he knows the offense and Nagy knows what he is as a weapon. But yeah, anyway, love it. Go ahead. I think Ware can actually might be able to compete for starting time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. his year before last year, before he got hurt, I mean, he yeah. was almost 1,000 yards, and he had 4.6 yards per carry, and he almost had mm-hmm. 500 yards receiving. He is someone that can run the offense. He might not be a superstar, but he's someone that can take over the first string if we do end up trading Howard, and then we can draft a replacement, which leads me to the next part where – in the draft, I'm not going to talk about too much draft with this, but there's a few spots sure. that I want to actually plug it in. Like, yeah. Miles Sanders is probably my favorite running back in this draft. Yeah. <clears throat> he plays for uh, Penn State. They already met with him, too. Um, yeah, local dude. Yeah. yeah, and he didn't get a lot of wear and tear on his body because Saquon Barkley was the guy while he was there. So yeah. that's as much as I really have for the draft. I just wanted to plug sure. his name in just, there. Just someone to keep an eye out. Um, yeah, I really wait to dive into the draft stuff until right around now when the combine's just coming to an end. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the medical reports go through and on all that kind of stuff. Um, I'll start really getting in and doing my research going forward. I try not to just invest so much time into – it's just a lot, man. It's a lot for the draft. Um, do you think they bring back Burton? That's what I was going to – I was just about to call you out for trying to segue into wide receivers before you passed on my boys and fullback. Yep. 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 Fat boys don't need I, passed on. I feel you. That's my apologies. But I do also think they bring Burton back. I mean, that's Trubisky's roommate, bro. Yeah. Um. I, I think they, they can – I hope they'd use them more than they did. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think it's up – 
it's up there for a possibility because I do think Ryan or um, Matt Nagy has shown a really good ability to self scout, and I think yep. Uh, and this has been on Reddit, and some some of the beat writers have have brought this up recently, where they think some of the issues with the running game early in the year was he was so focused on Trubisky, so focused on the install for the passing attack um, and kind of the nuances. People don't get what quarterbacks go through because Trubisky is changing the way he's delivering his calls in the huddle. He's looking for different things for the defense. He has different checks. He has different protection slides. He has different splits that his wide receivers are supposed to be at. And I think the center focus clearly is on that. And uh, because of that, the running game was approached a little differently. And I think Mm -hmm. that self-scouting, they could look and say, hey, man, Burton really, you know, blah, blah, blah. He added this much to the running game. So, yeah, I I like Burton. I think he's a stud. The only other, well, actually, there's a few other options. Anthony Sherman's going to be a free agent. From Kansas City? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you're always, anytime someone from Kansas City is going to be a free agent, it's always an option. It's going to be linked, yep. And then even Ryan Nall, I know his name's going to get brought up because there's a lot of people that are like, yeah. Ryan Nall could be the, the thing. Yeah. But I don't, I've, I've only really envisioned him as a fullback, like an Anthony Sherman. He has hands. He can run the ball somewhat. Sure. Kind of like that proto, like the the hybrid fullback that's not like. Yeah, like Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, it's not going to be Mike Allstott. Like people are like still playing Madden where it's like, you know, he's he's a lead blocker and shit. That's not going on in this offense. A-train, but, bro. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's so funny. Uh, another podcast, the Sims and Lefko podcast, they have a thing called Whoa Big Offseason. And it's so applicable to everything else. And it's just players who everyone thinks are like, whoa, they're having a big offseason and do jack shit. They don't even make the active roster. We just hype them <laughs> up all all season on our preseason on like Reddit. So every white Twitter. wide receiver that's been on the Bears. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Tanner Gentry, dude, fucking A+. Plus. You He's start, a nice bro. guy, and I don't like this call out. <laughs> sorry, his, but... his dad's on Twitter, and he's a nice guy. Tanner Gentry's the fucking dude. Minus the fact that he's not a starting caliber wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, he's a starting caliber wide receiver personality, though. He's a starting caliber AAF wide receiver. Yo. (laughs) Okay, speaking of wide receivers, Kevin White. God, this breaks my heart. I feel like you have to re-sign him for 10 years. Yeah. First 10-year contract. Actually, second one after John Gruden. 13-year, $330 million contract for Kevin White. Fully guaranteed. Um, Ten million no. per injury. <laughs> um, dude, really? I mean, Let I'm him not going to drone. I'm not going to drone on the Kevin White thing. I, I I'll, I'll just try to clear the air, saying that was Ryan Pace's first pick ever as a GM. It's rough. It sucks. I think he's proven himself as a GM. I think that Kevin White's failures have nothing to do with anything that would have come up pre-draft. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, Kevin has been like the pro's pro. He's mm-hmm. handled this situation amazing. And I personally hope he goes to another team and makes us fucking sick to our stomachs and fucking kills it. I agree because um, he is probably the nicest dude on the team. Every and that's a team that full of nice dudes. Seriously, every beat writer talks about how he handles himself. And the dude has worked his ass off. I mean, he's a freak. He posts pictures of like him in Hawaii last offseason. He's just yeah, chiseled who, to the max. Is he what's his face from the draft though? Oh, DK Metcalf? Yeah. Fuck no. DK Metcalf is not human. 
he was made in Dexter's laboratory. <laughs> it's like Didi, don't hit the abs button. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, I hope Kevin moves on. I hope he goes uh, anywhere but the Patriots and has an amazing season. I hope he Packers. goes to the Patriots because I don't care because I feel like he'll succeed there. Yeah. No but um, I mean, was- other than White, I think we have a solid core with Robinson, Gabriel Miller, and uh, Wims. Javon Wims is a yeah. Plus, bringing back Bellamy, I think, is going to happen. So Bellamy's I, our dude. Bellamy's my guy, dude. I, I have had limited interactions with Bezo. Uh, talked to him about some stuff outside of football for a little bit. Um, but every interaction I've had with Josh Bellamy has been awesome. Obviously, you see the Club Dub stuff. Um, he was, He's the DJ. He was so hated on going into the season. Understandably, he dropped a lot of catchable balls a couple years ago. Um but man, special teams ace, like fucking killed it on special teams. And he made some big catches, bro. That Packers he, game? Big catches in a, a few situations. I'm not saying start him, but outside of just a few big catches, the special team stuff and what he brings to that, that energy he brings. I mean, the coaching staff, it's like anytime Nagy talks about Bezo, he's, he's smiling because yep. he's just thinking about what a pain in the ass he is and how much he loves him. And yeah, that's just like, the type of dude you need like to have around. He's the spark plug. Son. Exactly. And um, then, uh, I th- well, there was a rumor that they were inquiring about John Ross from the Bengals. I wouldn't yeah. mind that, but I don't really want to give up anything more than a six or a seven. But no. he's super fast. He that 4-2-2, two, two, bro. Yeah, that 4-2-2 four, two, two is two, nuts. Two. He had seven touchdowns, too, which is as much as Anthony Miller had. He did. But... Um, I think I don't think the Bengals are going to give up on him for that low of a pick. Yeah, I don't think they're going to either, dude. It's because because what he has isn't coachable. You know what I mean? So they're going to be like, oh, we can turn him around and we can get his That's, routes. It's going to be his whole career, like yep. Ted Ginn Jr. Um, exactly. But and, and if he can turn out to be as good as Ted Ginn, I mean, I'll, yeah. he's not great, but he sure, had a resurgence. Not... Yeah. And then um, uh, Chris Conley's a free agent again, yeah. former Chief. Yeah. Someone that knows the system. No, I'm down with that. Um, and then so tight ends. Um, Zach Miller, I don't think is going to play another down of football in his career. I think he knows that. I think a lot of Bears fans know that. I think the staff probably knows that. I'm. I've also talked and had many interactions with Zach Miller uh, personally, outside of football, just talking about music and other stuff like that uh, on Instagram and and D. And random stuff like that. I'm not going to sit here and talk about how amazing human being he is. Everyone knows how amazing of a human being Zach Miller is, and I think that's why they bring him back, just in a coaching role. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. He kind of already did that last year. He was kind of like Kellen Moore did in uh, Dallas. He was a backup quarterback, but he was essentially a quarterback coach, and now he's that role. I think that's what's going to happen with Zach Miller. I mean, I don't think anything better could happen with Zach Miller other than he can play again, but I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't see it. Um, I would love to be wrong. And if he can play, I hope it's in a Bears uniform. Uh, And that'll be someone who I'll root for. I don't think they would let him go anywhere else because I don't think he's going to ask for top dollar if he can play again. Yeah, it's going to be Vetman, and it would be plays specifically for him, things like that, that we can get him the ball because he's got the hands. Um, Brown or Broniker? I think they choose between one. Broniker. Yeah. He's the only, he's the one that's actually got stuff. Daniel Brown last year seemed to get open out of nowhere, but this yeah. year I, I don't even think I saw more than 10 plays from him. 
No, um, I do think, I do think Broniker as well. Um, any Bronk. free agents in the in um, in the uh, that we could sign or that we well that you think guys. they'd bring him in? No, no, no. Yeah, that we could sign that aren't on the team. I oh, don't know if any. Someone like uh, Max Williams, low cost from uh, the Ravens. Yeah, from the Ravens, yeah. he'd be low cost to be someone that could come in, and sure. he's a good blocker. Um, Try, also. I think, it's going to get real tired, but former chief Demetrius Harris. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who knows the playbook that's not going to be there is going to be on, on yeah. the radar. Um, yeah, cool. I think tight ends is pretty uh, – honestly, here's the thing. We're really dry. trying to break down this roster. I think 21 of the 22 starters, offense and defense, are coming back. Um, so we're talking about depth and, and some other shit. But, yeah. Uh, offensive line, speaking of that, I think it stays intact. We already know the five starters are coming back. They right. restructured Kyle Long's deal, which is fan-fucking-tastic. Yep. I love Kyle Long. He's my favorite dude. We do have a few FAs, though. Kush, yep. Witzman, and uh, Rashawn Coward. But I, I think Kush is – I think they're just going to let him go do whatever because you can have James Daniels play guard. Yeah. James and... Daniels is the, would be the reason. Not Kush more than it is just Daniels Daniels' presence being able to be flexible. Like and that. then Witzman, I think, will get brought back. And then yeah. you could uh, either draft or sign someone as uh, competition. I think sure. draft in the late rounds kind of better because, I mean, you can find your Charles Little Jr. in the sure. seventh round to compete. Yeah. Rashawn yeah. Coward, I think they'll re-sign and just stash him on the practice squad again because – Probably. Just I mean, develop him. I think – Harry he stand, man. Yeah, like, he, give, him, give him physical freaks and let him do his fucking voodoo magic – and, exactly. and you get someone to come out uh, that's a long-term starter or a good depth position. Um, so then let's shift to the defensive side of the ball. Defensive line. Um, I think Roy Robertson Harris is a fucking stud. I think he was one of the most explosive players on the defensive line last year. He had a lot of fuck the play up. That's plays, what I was going to say. He's Which to me is... If anyone doesn't know, fuck the play up is a play that is not going to get you a stat. But if you watch the film, so like let's say it's a run left, right? And it's an outside run or a zone run or something like that. And RHH blows it the fuck up. Now he doesn't get a tackle. He doesn't get a hit for a tackle for loss or nothing like that. But he causes the running back to cut inside and get hit by Akeem Hicks. Yep. He had a ton of those plays. So when you look at the stat sheet, you go, eh. But if you watch the film, man, he was impactful from week one. I mean, he had a big game against the Packers week one. He's a physical freak. He's an undrafted guy who's continuing to develop. I'm actually super excited about Roy Hoverson Harris. And I think that it's between him and Bilal Nichols for the starting job across the picks. Um, he is actually an exclusive rights free agent. Right. So I think they're just going to bring him back of anyways. Yeah. Nick Williams is a free agent. They're just going to let him walk. I don't He's see gone. a reason to bring him back because nope. Bilal Nichols can actually play nose tackle as well, Yeah, which he did a few times. And I think Bilal Nichols is going to win the starting job. I, I mean, he was the most explosive. He came out of nowhere. He is exactly what they wanted Bullard to be. Yeah. And he Bullard, just I, knifes into the backfield and boom. I think I don't know if Bullard makes the team. I think if he does, it's depth, but uh, I would not be surprised if they cut Bullard. I because of Roy Robertson, Harrison, Belial Nichols. Um, and God damn, do they have a rotation on the line, man. Just they some sure monsters, do. bro. Whew. Anyway, all right, so outside linebackers. 
Um, who are the free agents? Isaiah Irving and Aaron Lynch. Yeah, and Isaiah, Isaiah yep. Irving is also an exclusive rights free agent. Is he? Okay. Yeah. I should have known so that. So I think he'll be back uh, towards the end of the year. He got a little bit extra playing time. Yeah. And uh, he was getting some decent pressure. Sure. He wasn't always hitting home, but he was he was in the backfield quite a yeah. bit. Aaron Lynch, I could see them let walk, letting them walk. Yeah. Um, I could also see them bring him back, but with letting him walk, you, I think you sign someone like a Terrell Suggs because he knows the system with Chuck Pagano. Or the recently released Justin Houston on a really good team from the deal. I don't know if we have enough money for that. But I, if he wants to be on a contender, it would, all the all the stars would have to align. I think for both. So I think and, he's going to be a Packer, and it's sad. And I don't want to think that, but I think I know. it. Well, I, I agree because uh, he fits their defensive scheme. They have a new D coordinator who's trying to make his imprint on the team, and there's no better way to do that than bring in like a really savvy veteran. To Goot also said they're going to focus a lot on pass rush this off season. Yeah. So I think that's the no brainer move that they should probably make. Yes, and hopefully but he's this just isn't a Packers podcast and, and can't hold on to his shit anyway. Yeah, yeah, this isn't a Packers podcast, so they can eat shit. Yep. I think um, you go with the Terrell Suggs and possibly a Cameron Wake, both older guys that wouldn't yeah. cost a lot of money that can still sure. make an impact as behind uh, Mac and Floyd. I also think that that might be a position they address in the middle rounds of the draft. That too. But they also, Kylie Fitz too, I want to see what he's done with it. Yeah. With a whole year of strength and was, conditioning at the NFL level. He was really raw. So, um, yeah. again, yeah, we'll see I where think, he goes. I think, what was his three-cone drill that was insane? Uh, I can't remember, but it was wild. Yeah, It was, it was that, something drill, like that, yeah. and then he had a ridiculous bend. That... He's twitchy. He's twitchy and bendy. And that's, I mean, that's what you want in a, a pass rusher. I just think, again, a, yeah, a year in the weight room and – a year of experience, like just knowing how to be a pro, how yep. to carry yourself. A lot of those smaller school guys, man, like you can look at, and this is a segue to inside linebackers, but like a guy like Roquan Smith, when you're going to Georgia, you're practically playing for a fucking pro team anyway. The way they approach the media and their schedule and their diet mm-hmm. and their weight room and all that. But when you're at a smaller school like, uh, was it Nevada? No. Kylie Fitz was. I don't remember. Wherever the fuck he was from, I can't remember. I was going to say get, Utah, uh, but that's jo- no, Joel Inebuni way. Nailed yeah, I'll get, it. I'll get shredded on Reddit for not knowing that off the top of my head. But, um, you know, they, that's something to learn, and that's underrated. You just see what they do on the field. But what they do off the field has a big impact on, on what the product is on. Um, inside linebackers? You don't same. have to do anything. Except for I do have one note here, and it's in yep. all caps. What's that? Roquan Smith, Defensive Player of the Year. Really? I, that would be fucking insane, dude, to have uh, Khalil Mack on a defense that doesn't ha- that's another player as the defensive player of the year. I mean, I think the possibilities there. Um, I think I, Roquan's going to have at least 130 tackles, at least five to six sacks, yeah. two or well, three interceptions. Last year, didn't he? Yeah, two or three interceptions. But, yeah, Pagano's more – Disguises more with his blitzes, so yeah, yes, he does. He's a little, he's a little shifty, a little shifty. And uh, um, I think he'll have a, at least seven or eight pass breakups. So. Yeah, I mean, he could have that that Luke Keekley type of year that Luke Keekley had when he won Defensive Player of the Year. He sure can. Um, similar player, that would be insane, dude. That's like that gets me feeling some type of way. 
And then cornerbacks, um, we all know the impending free agent Bryce Callahan. Sure. And then um, Marcus Williams, which right. that doesn't bye. matter. Bye bye. Yeah. Marcus Williams. So, bye. Goodbye. Um, yeah. So defensive backs as a whole. So I said 21 out of the 22 starters returning earlier, and this is where I was talking about. Everyone knows the two biggest free agents, Adrian Amos. Bryce Callahan, um, I think it's a no-brainer that Bryce Callahan's the Chicago Bears' number one option uh, or number one choice. As he if they should had a, be. It, how, depending on if, if they can ma- work magic to get both, um, I don't know how likely that is. Depends on the market that we don't know. It really hasn't been set yet. But Bryce Callahan for a multitude of reasons. One, he is a better football player than Adrian Amos. Point blank. That stops. Like I, I could go on, but – he is more instinctual. He has better ball skills. He tackles better, which is insane because that's what Adrian Amos is kind of supposed to be a thumper, but he missed a lot of tackles and had bad pursuit angles. Um, Bryce Callahan's a top three to five nickel corner in the NFL. Adrian Amos could be a top 10 safety, but he is not right now. Were you going to say something? No, I'm just, saying Callahan's the number one nickel Number quarter. one. I, I think he's top three for sure. Um, I'd have to really think before I say he's number one. I, it's probably really head, Chris Harris, but. Yeah, they're right there, though. And, that, and so, exactly, that's the level that he's playing at. Injuries are a concern, but I think you saw. The best way I could put this is the drop-off from Callahan to Sherrick McManus. And Sherrick McManus did well. But, Vic Fangio last year, one of the few things. People say he was really basic, but while he didn't blitz a lot or have exotic front end stuff, the the coverages were pretty exotic because what he would do is run like hybrid schemes where it was like part zone, part man. There's a lot of corner switch offs, um, corners dropping back into coverage with the safety taking man. Oh, excuse me. Good Lord. (laughs) You had a lot of that going on, but uh when Bryce got hurt, Sherrick wasn't doing a lot of the switch offs and like press press outs and stuff like that, you know. Um, and I think it, I mean, obviously we can go back to the fourth fourth down touchdown for the Eagles in the playoffs, which was on Sherrick. But just in general, I think you don't have that big of a drop off going from Amos to another free agent that they could find at a decent value. Um, and also, eighty percent of the teams are running uh, or sorry, teams are running 80% of 11 personnel for the plays right now. Something like it's right around 75 or 80%. 11 personnel is one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers, which is going to put your nickel corner on the field. Um, I think that the nickel corner is more valuable than a second safety when you have someone like Eddie Jackson in the back end. Yeah, definitely. Ejack makes me Ejack. <laughs> Yeah, my dick wiggles just a little bit. Um, Also, I mean, if the sad day comes where we don't re-sign Bryce Callahan, I think a uh, suitable replacement would be someone like Brian Poole, who just got released from the Falcons not too long ago. Yeah. And then, I mean, you still have Sherrick McManus on the roster. He was serviceable. He was not bad. I don't want to come off like I'm hating on Sherrick. Yeah, we love Sherrick. It's just, it's hard to fill in the shoes of someone. It's hard to fill in the shoes of somebody who's... Uh, top three in a position yep. you know what i mean that's like khalil mack got hurt you know <laughs> and and while aaron lynch is good you, you really feel it when he's trying to replace khalil Mack's shoes anyway yep. and then 
as far as safety goes, there's a lot of things you can do at safety. Um, we do have a free agent, uh, DeAndre Houston Carson, which I think we should just bring back anyways. He didn't get yeah. a huge chance to show what he's capable of. Uh, Fangio liked to use him in the nickel a little bit. Yep. And he got hurt in that preseason game. I think didn't he make an interception and got hurt? Was that what it yeah. was? Yeah. And uh, so for special team depth, I think he's good for safety depth, or nickel depth, anything he's like that. He's a good that. depth player, sure. He's one of those guys that just kind of goes all over the place and does his job. Yep. yep. Uh, in my opinion, I'm going to make people mad like I did with Howard. I think you let Amos walk. Yeah. If you can sign him at a reasonable contract, then that's fine. Sure. He's gonna want. I think he's gonna want like top five money. Yeah, something like that. But I, think, I mean, obvi- I think he let him walk. Game because free agents always reset the market every year. So like, you know, top five is not actually like top five. You're gonna see all the lists. It's like Adrian Amos makes more than, you know, whoever. Uh, Grenade in, insert great top five. They do here, that with the quarterbacks, quarterbacks every year. Know, Matt Stafford makes more than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Sure, he did until Aaron Rodgers was available for a new contract. So, um, but I mean, Landon Collins, Tyron Matthew, if they are going to try to throw around money, there are some, I think, upgrades available. Um, I think I think I read that on Twitter too. The the idea in Hallis Hall is that if he's going to ask for that kind of money, we can get a better player for the same a money little bit, a little bit more. I mean, sure. possibly, and. Don't get us wrong. We love Amos. He's great. He comes dude. and, and you does his job. Draft picks, so. Yeah, he does his job. He's never the thing. Thing with him is that like sometimes with a Landon Collins, Collins makes a lot of plays, but then yeah. sometimes he gives up some big plays. Like sure. I know everyone loves Jared, Tyron I, Matthews the same way. Yeah, but everyone loves bringing up when Collins couldn't cover Tariq Cohen. And sure. Tariq He's Cohen also playing is with a torn shoulder labrum. Torn shoulder labrum, and Tariq Cohen is a freak of nature. Okay, yeah. but uh, something with Amos is he doesn't really give up the big plays as much as, but sure. he doesn't also make, make the, the big plays. plays. He's which, just kind of uh, which lends the argument if you have a guy like Ejack there who's gonna make those plays. Do you want to put an emphasis on another playmaker or someone who's more steady? I think Ryan Pace has shown time and time again he will take the playmaker every day and, and take the risk. Yeah, an interesting name too, Jonathan Cyprian, just got released by the, who was it, Titans, I think. Yeah. And uh, he's a interesting one because he's a solid vet. He's 28 still, so he's still in yeah. his prime. Yeah. He's mainly proven an in-the-box. Yeah, he's a proven starter. He's mainly an in-the-box safety. Sure. Uh, but I'm sure he can do a little bit of coverage and – Pagano always gets the best out of his DBs no matter where he goes. Well, that's but, the X factor that we're not taking into consideration is how Chuck's going to value that position. So Ryan Pace, in his combine interview before the combine really started, talked about the position and addressed it as a position where they're looking for um, flexibility. As Like, he, the way he worded it, and I don't know, I mean, it's so vague this time of year, and they're going to say whatever – gets the answer across but they're not going to give any information right. away of course but the way he described it was he's looking for a player who is like eddie jackson or in terms of you can interchange him right if, if you want him to fall back and eddie to blitz or do you want eddie to, to kind of range back there in the cover one and have this guy play in the box or in a nickel roll or blitz or whatever they the way ryan pace wanted 
to word it the way he worded it was like you want him interchangeable that's eddie jackson's a top three free safety in the nfl he's the number one safety in the nfl and i will say this again and i will die on this hill there was not a better safety last year i don't think than eddie jackson i don't think so i and, and the way he was valued in that defense the way they played so aggressive up front on court. Like, if you watch the film, dude, Prince and Kamara is, like, just punching every wide receiver off the line. Every single play, he's out there. That's his like, thing. Ah! Yeah. As and, soon as he gets you, on. You don't do that if you have a safety who's a liability on the back end. But they know if Hiller Kyle gets beat back there, Eddie's got that range, bro. He's making the play. Um, it's similar to yeah. the Legion of Boom. I remember Richard Sherman – He's like, I can yep. do whatever I want because I got Earl Thomas back here. Because yep. if I mess up, it doesn't matter. Earl's there. Yeah. Earl's there. And I don't have the numbers with me right now. I got into a altercation with a Seahawks fan about Eddie Jackson yeah. versus Earl Thomas. Eddie Jackson's year this year, his numbers, there was a few yep. like pass breakups, I think, and interceptions. Sure. He had more this year than Earl Thomas has had in any of his best years. Sure. I didn't realize how good of a year he had. Like, I knew he had a good year, but I didn't realize how good until I compared him to Earl Thomas. Sure. And I think by the end of their careers, it's gonna, they're both going to be Hall There's of a couple of variables there. The, the, uh, Earl Thomas was so incredible consistently for so long. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Earl Thomas and is probably they, the second they best ran the ball behind Eddie the Jackson. They ran the ball a lot more on the Seahawks uh, because they knew of the Legion of Boom. But anyway, that's that's – Another topic for another day. But getting back to Cyprian, he's uh, someone that if you sign him, it doesn't yeah. affect uh, the compensatory picks to where okay, yeah. if we let Amos, Amos walk and he signs somewhere else, we can still get, I think it was a fourth rounder. Is it that high? Okay. Yeah, so that's that's okay with me. I'm Gucci with that. I yeah. think uh, it's a fourth rounder just because of his asking price. Yeah. But to go back into the draft too, I think you sign a, a vet. Mm-hmm. Like either Cyprian, Matthew, Collins. Someone, yeah. But I don't know about Collins because I'm thinking about a one year or uh, one of my favorite names out there, Trey Boston. Yeah. He's a, like a one year prove it deal. Yeah, for, he's an uh, above average safety that can yeah. blitz, cover, kind of do it all sure. a little bit above average, not elite or anything. But you sign someone like that and then you draft Armani Hooker from Iowa or. He's a uh, son. Darnell Savage from Maryland, who really brought his draft stock up because he I think he ran like a four three something, four three three. Yeah, he did really good in his, in his combine workouts. I think across the board, his his uh, vert was good. His broad jump was really solid. He's a little um, skinny for my taste. I think that he just needs to bulk up, but sure. I think he'll get hurt if he doesn't. But an underrated option. Yeah, but he's a restricted free agent. Anthony Harris from the Vikings. First of all, it'd be fucking great to take someone, but go ahead. He had an underrated year. They didn't – who was it that got hurt? Sandejo? Yeah. He got hurt, and Anthony Harris stepped in, and he just kind of balled out. Yeah. And it's always great to take talent from the other NFC North rivals. Yeah. Um, It's fantastic. You know, it's it's a tricky situation with a restricted free agent, but I think if 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 you play it right, you know, Perfect. Now special to teams. special teams, we resign Cody Parkey. We have three free agents at all the yeah. important positions. Yeah, 
Pat Megaput is a free agent. How the fuck did Pat Otavo get that nickname? You didn't I'm see that, hating, that like eighty I, yard I punt know. in college? I, yeah, the one. I also yard punt hate nicknames that backpack other nicknames. The only one that is acceptable is Greg Zerline Legatron. Yeah. That is fantastic. That's brilliant. Julian Edelman's Minitron. Stupid. Yeah. Don't care. I don't like nicknames that backpack other nicknames. Think of your own nicknames, and not everything needs a nickname. Yeah, no, that's real. I, I just Pat is like Mr. GQ on the team, and uh, I think he's again like salt super, super solid in the locker room. I would like to see them bring him back on a one-year deal. I have no fucking clue how he got his nickname besides a one punt in college. He brings the boom in college. Not in the, the fucking boom in the NFL. He was uh, okay. Um, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen seasons were not good. He or sorry, twenty seventeen season wasn't that good. Twenty eighteen season though, uh, he was solid. He was he had some really good some punts. He had a couple shanked ones, but consistently uh, better than the year before. Yeah, I think you signed him to a one year deal, and then you draft. Well, not really draft. You find an undrafted free agent in sure. the draft, um, yep. or Ryan Allen is available. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have a documented, um, like, bank in my head of all the top free agent punters available. I did some research, and Ryan Allen's the I best name. Okay. Uh, Cody Parkey got cut, so oh. I think he's appearing on the Today Show tomorrow to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. He really got Fuck through him. this one. Uh, they I, I, also here's could... what I'll say with this. Can I say something real quick on Cody yeah, go Parkey, ahead. since he's not on the team anymore? Um. Of course, how the season went was terrible. The miss he cost us two games. He cost us Miami. Obviously, he cost us the Eagles game. You could make an argument he cost us a couple more. Uh, he damn sure tried to cost us the fucking Lions game. <laughs> um, but he's a human being. He, outside of the Today Show thing, handled his shit well. Fucking, he's got wife and kids, man. I hate how Bears fans. The, the threatening of people's fucking lives and all this other bullshit. The dude fucking kicked some balls. He missed some. Let him move on. Uh, you know, I would, any Bears fan that wants to sit there and talk that much shit about Cody Parkey, I would implore you to find a bar that has current Bears players, whether it's Khalil Mack or Roy Robinson Harris, or whatever, and say it to their face. Because regardless of how he ended his tenure, he was still a bear. He still showed up to that locker room. Let's just let him go. Double doink fucking crushed my soul. And let's move on. There is a few names out there that we could sign also at kicker, like uh, yep. Jake Elliott and Kellen yep. Lutz. They're both free agents. Yep. I imagine the Eagles and the Saints are going to let them get away. So they're just, just throwing them out there just, just in case. Right. Um, they did show interest in Cole Tracy from LSU. Yeah, uh, so an idea I had would be bring Matt Bryant in from the Falcons. They just yeah. cut him on a one-year deal, and sure. then sign Cole Tracy. Let him duke it out in camp. It's going to be a big camp battle, yep. and it's going to be. Is this the kick. biggest special teams camp battle that's ever existed? I think it's up there. I was going to say a punter camp battle, a kicker camp battle, well, and you could even get a long snapper camp battle. Yeah, I think they need to re-sign Patrick Scales. But 
Um, Unless Patrick Manley wants to come out of retirement. Please wink, do. Wink, wink. Fucking, what is he now, 65? I'm down with that. That's fine. He didn't have to block before. No, exactly. Um, <laughs> so this is what's wild. The Chicago Bears kicking competition this offseason, it's, it's for a multitude of reasons, is going to be one of the most watched competitions of any position in the NFL this offseason. And it's definitely going to be the most watched special teams competition in the NFL. Do it's th- wild. And it's, it's primarily because there's not a lot out of the competition. Probably 21 of the 22 starters are coming back. No one's challenging Flo. No one's challenging Akeem Hicks. You know, Roquan and Danny are solid. So there's not a whole lot of competition anyway. But because of the double doink and all the drama with the Today Show and Robbie Gold being brought in front of our eyes <laughs> and then ripped away from our souls. Because Thanks, John Lynch. Fuck John Lynch. Oh, I, uh... <laughs> Slid a click one on Ryan Pace with my dog shit ass draft pick Solomon Thomas and some others that I got. Anyway, um, we're not salty at all. No, fuck, fuck John Lynch. Anyway, John, uh, no, John Lynch is probably the king of saving face. Yeah, from last year. I mean, and I also like so I'm talking all this shit about John Lynch. Tagging Robbie Gold makes a ton of sense for them. Yeah. They have an ass ton of cap room, and there's no one on that team close to deserving a franchise tag outside of Robbie Gold. And he was definitely signing with the Bears if he hit free agency. So it was the I most it. business decision. It makes it sense. was the most mistress thing. Like him and the Bro. Bears were just they were right here, and yeah, they were right there. And then John Lynch was like, "Ah, nope." Yeah, it's savage. I Not in my house. It hurts. It's whatever. Also. That's another thing, dude, with like Reddit and fans. People that are just shitting all over Ryan Pace for cutting um, Robbie Gold when he did. He had a terrible year with the year he got cut, bro. He lost us as many games as Cody Parkey lost us this year. More. He lost us four. Oh, he did. Yep. Fuck. Four. Okay, he cost us four games in a season that didn't mean shit, so it's easier to forget about. But he missed, like, some fucking easy game winners. He was not the same. And he has admitted he wasn't the same and that the fresh start has, what, rejuvenated his career. So, first of all, Robbie thinks Ryan Pace. Robbie Gold has always been a part of my Bears teams for as long as I can remember almost. But, man, he had a shit year when they cut him. I get it. Anyway. All right, let's move on. Cole Tracy, make it happen. Seventh-round pick. Let's go. So that's pretty much our outlook for the 2019 season. Uh, what we have next is just kind of going through some of the comments Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace made at the Combine. Yeah. Um, before we do that, Sam Somerville, who scouts for Southeast the Bears, he got selected for the Fitz Pollard Alliance NFC Scout of the Year. So Which that's, is awesome. That's pretty cool. So congrats to you, Sam. Yep. You, won't, you won't see this, but... That's what happens when you draft um, a bunch of small town or small school guys that happen to go to fucking Pro Bowls and yeah. all pros and you get a name for yourself. Anyway. Ryan Pace said they interviewed a handful of running backs the night before that interview. So, I mean, that gives you a good idea of where they want to be at with Jordan Howard. I think yeah. it was like five or six running backs just that day. Yeah. Which, I mean, doesn't bode well for Mizell either. I hope not. 
<laughs> and then Nagy had said there was a conversation about Hunt, but it never became serious for us. I want to go in on that one because yeah. I, th- I think that one's a safe, a face saving move. Do you think I, they were interested? And then oh yeah. yeah. I 100% thought Hunt was going to be a bear. 100%. I thought they were laying the ground groundwork. So, you know, everyone has mental gymnastics they do in their head. Like, yeah. They're like, I don't want to sign that player, but then your team signs them, and they're like, all right, let me think about this for 10 minutes and sure. make it positive. And then they're like, okay, well, it wouldn't be so bad because yeah. it's not terrible. Yeah. So I think they were laying the groundwork for that so that people, by sure. the time they signed him, yeah. then they would be like, okay, yeah. it's not so bad. But since it didn't happen, they're like, no, we didn't. Nope, that wasn't us. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. This, who? this ain't it, Chief. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> he's, just because he's chief and you know, not anymore. Um, I think that's what I want to believe. The the other, of course, we will never know, and we don't know. We're just playing a game here, but um, it also could be that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy were really interested. And Virginia McCaskey said, "Yo, you signed Roy McDonald, and you had to like sit down and fucking talk to me about it, and you convinced me, and he made an ass of himself and made us all look like shit. Um, you're not signing Kareem Hunt. Fuck that. I own this team." No. You know what I mean? It could have been something like that, too. She's also, like, 99. Do you think she remembers Roy really McDonald? Run... Yeah, I do, actually. Oh, no, she does. I think Virginia McCaskey, while she's not, like, making decisions actively, I think that high-profile situation like a Kareem Hunt, which would have been way bigger than Roy McDonald, uh, she's, really, she's really in tune with that team. And uh, if she says no, bro, sorry, Ryan it's it's a no for me dog <laughs> do we just randy jackson right now i mean randy's that dude bro is he uh um, pace on cutting ryan parkey ryan parkey or uh ryan pace on cody parkey said it was performance base and they were looking that for someone who could knife through the wind with some leg strength which that's what cody parkey was supposed to have was a really strong leg and yep um I mean, I mean he, he had a strong leg. He just and he hit a six. He didn't have an post. accurate one. He did for hitting posts. Man, why did he release a video of him practicing hitting posts? I I don't know if he was laughing at himself or I don't know. Do you see Redford Bad Jones yard. had one of those? Yeah. And as soon as he got signed by the Bears, he was like, he, "Nope." Yeah. He and took people that found it anyways. Right off. Yeah. The internet's forever, man. The internet's forever. Uh, do you think it was performance based? Yes. Um, also, if there was any inkling of you staying on the team, going on the Today Show ruined it. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they were like, maybe we can bring him in for competition. And then he was like, it's all about me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I missed it. And uh, I feel real bad, but my dog loves me. He doesn't have a Southern accent. I have no idea why I'm doing that. Uh, Pace also said that he thinks we're a team on the rise. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a more obvious statement said. That's one of those. That's just. That's a. That's a filler answer. Yeah. It's hey, like, do you think your team's good? That dude. Yes. That made that made headlines. I'm like, we were a missed field goal away from advancing in the first round of the playoffs, and we won like five games the year before. That sounds like a rise to me. Yeah. Maggie <laughs> had also said, or on his offense after being in the system for a year, he said, "Now we can start playing ball." A lot of people went to the smart-ass answer to that. It was like, oh, what were they doing last year? 
Like the meatball answer, bro. Is yeah. Well, why weren't they doing year four schematics in the sixth week of the season with the second year quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> like that again. Going back to Ryan Pace uh, or um, Matt Nagy, it's it's he talks about his offense in like three to five years. It's incredibly complicated, and we have a second year quarterback who only had one year of college, growing into the role with all new weapons. All the, every wide receiver on that team did not take a snap, snap for the Bears outside of Josh Bellamy, and he was not in the starting role. So, like, this is, I think, where he's like, look, we've got the year of success. I'm really going to start. And actually what's funny is he's not bringing out more complicated plays. He's talking about stripping it down and allowing Trubisky to be more unlocked. Right. When like, Because when he talks about how it's time to play ball – He's really keying in on Trubisky's ability to uh, read defense pre-snap, have that catalog of defenses that he has seen from last year, um, and and really lean on his self without having Nagy kind of guide him through everything. He wants to have a Tampa Bay game every game. Yeah, I do too. Everyone does. Yeah. I was, I mean, going into the Tampa Bay game, I was like, I don't know if we're going to win this. Because we don't play Tampa Bay that well, and then Trubisky, I, dude, I get, Trubisky dropped his nuts on him. He did. I get so nervous with every Bears game. So Me I, too. I'm like, we I'm just like, threw oh six touchdowns last week, but this week we're probably going to lose. And then we didn't, and it was great. Yeah. And um, then the last one, Ryan Pace said he wouldn't characterize the impending free agents, uh, Callahan and Amos, as an either-or yeah. thing. Sure. I don't know how they signed both. It's possible, and like someone on Reddit is going to be like, "Listen here, boys. Here's my spreadsheet on how they can do it." And it's probably going to find a way to work the money around. I just realistically and quickly thinking on my feet here, I don't see a way that they bring both back unless the market gets set significantly lower than people are assuming, or they take a hometown discount because it's a contender. Um, Bryce Callahan has worked his ass off as a as a low. Was he undrafted or was he? Yeah, he was an undrafted free so agent. He's taking his money, and he should. Um, I'm all about the players getting their money, dude. Especially an undrafted guy. He hasn't had the multi million dollar first round pick money sitting around for his family. So like, I don't expect him to take a hometown discount. And Adrian Amos is the fifth round pick. Those guys are. You get one to two opportunities in your lifetime when you're an NFL player to get a really good paycheck to set your family up for the rest of your life i will never hate on unless it's like really close i'm never gonna hate if some team offers adrian amos outlandish money dude take it i'm proud of you go support your family set yourself up do you but you know outside of that i just don't see it i agree so i think that concludes our 2019 uh free agency draft kind of pre-outlook towards things um I'll say this for viewers of this podcast, and hopefully that's a growing number of viewers. We're going to try to do two podcasts a month during the preseason. And then once the season kicks off, we're going to try to bring it to you weekly and do like a, a breakdown of the game and then a preview of next week. Um, we really want your feedback. So if you like this, share it, subscribe, DM, email, whatever. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know changes you think we should make. We are completely open to ideas for all of that. Uh, I don't think I'm speaking for just myself with that. I think me and Nate are on the same page. Yep. 
But uh, anyway, this has been awesome. And follow us both on Twitter. Mine's at Nate underscore Flint. Um, he's going to put my handle on the back. I just changed it. I don't oh use Twitter. God. I use Instagram. I use uh, like Facebook. Uh, but I do have a Twitter now. So um, you can follow me. I'm important. Yeah, he's a scrub. We're gonna we're gonna put this on all platforms, so it'll be on Spotify, uh, Apple Music for podcasts, obviously YouTube. We're gonna try to share this on Reddit and and Facebook and all that. So all the social media platforms will be there. But uh, yeah, man. Have a good one, guys. Good.